Welcome to the podcast of the Renew Community. We strive to be a Jesus community who cares about the things Jesus cares about. This podcast was recorded at our last gathering. Teaching like this is how we worship together every other week. We look to the scriptures seeking to become more like Christ. We're glad you're listening. And so I'm just deeply grateful and reminded of how um, our structure of house church um, is really the place where people are known. And I'm just so grateful for the work that our shepherds and not just our shepherds, but just that our house church continues to embody of being family Um, in a a world and culture where people feel so divided. It's beautiful to think that on Sunday mornings, when we gather together in these small communities, we are built for moments like this. And I'm grateful for the tears that are shared and just for the way that we're able to actually honor. And I wonder if this is one of the most shaping gatherings um, of our year in the sense where we can gather together and lament together and mourn together and rejoice together and be reminded of God's goodness and the freedom that we have in Christ. Um, so I'm just grateful. I'm grateful for the way and the work of our house churches. And so well done. Um, somebody once said, uh, our renew is at its best when things are really difficult for people. And I think a lot of that, that has to do with the fact that it's our house churches. It's in those spaces where we have opportunity to not just, not just to know each other, but to be known and to, and to know one another and to point each other to Jesus. But today we have this, this tension that we're walking into. And um, as a church, we've been leaning into what it means to be empathetic and prophetic. And this morning, I want to lead us in prayer. Um, and part of that is a, is a really short teaching on the prayers of lament. Um, and I want to remind us that lament is actually a form of praise. Uh, approximately a third of the Psalms, 42 of them, are Psalms of lament. And we, as the people of God, are given words and postures for time like this. Um, I want to make sure that, that as we talk about it, we recognize that there's a difference between lament and complaints. Um, Glenn Packiam recently uh, put an article for NT Write Online, and he had this beautiful quote, and he wrote this. He said, a complaint is an accusation against God that maligns his character, but a lament is an appeal to God based on the confidence in his character. And so in the scripture, we see this happen in Exodus 16 and 17. We see Israel in the wilderness complaining and accusing God, making him out to be the villain, wanting to go back to Egypt for bread and meat and saying things like, you have done this. But when we come to the Psalms, Israel asks God to answer according to his unfailing love because he is a God of justice and righteousness and because he has been faithful in the past. You see, lament is honest and raw, and it draws God to us. God knows that he promised never to leave us or forsake us. He is with us. And it's in these moments of lament that there is a path towards intimacy with God. We lament. And part of our lament is that we remember his faithfulness and character. I love how Tim shared the John 14 passage. Because to know Jesus is to truly know who God is. And if we look to Jesus, we see God. And my friends, Jesus was joyful. We must believe that he was the most joyful person alive. 
And yet Jesus also wept. Knowing that Lazarus was going to be healed, he responded to the tears of his friend with his own tears. And as we look at her lament, she says, if you would have been here, because she knows who Jesus is and she trusts who Jesus is. And then we come to Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane before his crucifixion. And he asked his father, Father, can you take this cup? And my friends, this is not a stoic conversation, but this is an intimate conversation between father and son. And Jesus understands what it is to be hurting, but he knows the goodness of his father. And that he also knows that his father hears him and Jesus continues to choose obedience. I want to tell you a story. Some of you may resonate with this, but there have been many times in my life as a married man when Mare comes to me with the lament, and I run into full-on fix-it mode. And let me tell you, it has gotten me in trouble over the years. Um, and when I feel like I've messed up and the dust disappears and we began to come together and to listen, what I have found time and time again is that she needed me to listen and comfort. I think sitting in the uncomfortable space exposes what we believe. And the fact is, some of us believe that God only loves us and likes us when we are happy. But the truth is, He loves us no matter what. Nothing can separate us from the love of Christ, as it says in Romans. And His love is not contingent on how we feel. And so this is a change in language. This has been a change in language for me. We need to move from fixing to attending. When we recognize that God is with us, the healing process moves forward. When we recognize that he is there when things are tough, the healing process moves forward. It moves us by remembering his promises and his presence with us. My friends, it's okay to live in this tension of lament and full-on joy. In fact, I think it's actually healthy, but we must be people who continue to choose joy even in the midst of our lament. And so I want us to look at the scriptures. We're gonna, um, I'm going to read Psalm 13, which is one of the prayers of lament. And I want us to consider uh, this morning the lament that might be happening in your own heart. And so just ask that you would take a posture of prayer. I'm going to read through it twice slowly. And I'm reading it from the Passion Translation, so Psalm 13. I'm hurting. Lord, will you forget me forever? How much longer, Lord, will you look the other way when I'm in need? How much longer must I cling to this constant grief? I endured this by shaking, by the shaking of my soul. So how much longer will my enemy have the upper hand? It has been long enough. Take a good look at me, God, and answer me. Breathe your life into my spirit. Bring light to my eyes in this pitch black darkness, or I will sleep the sleep of death. Don't let my enemy proclaim I will prevail over him. For all my adversaries will celebrate when I fall. Lord, I have always trusted in your kindness, so answer me. Yet I will celebrate with passion and joy when your salvation lifts me up. I will sing my song of joy to you, the Most High, for in all of this you have strengthened my soul. My enemies say that I have no Savior, but I know that I have one in you. Let's pray this again. 
I'm hurting, Lord. Will you forget me forever? How much longer, Lord, will you look? Oh, there it is. <laughs> will you look? Uh, sorry, just took me off my notes. <clears throat> I apologize, my friends. How much longer will my enemies have the upper hand? It's been long enough. Take a good look at me, God, and answer me. Breathe your life into my spirit. Bring light to my eyes in this pitch black darkness, or I will sleep the sleep of death. Don't let my enemy proclaim I prevailed over him, for all my adversaries will celebrate when I fall. Lord, I've always trusted in your kindness, so answer me. I will celebrate with passion and joy when your salvation lifts me up. I will sing my song of joy to you, the Most High. For in all of this, you have strengthened my soul. My enemies say that I have no Savior, but I know that I have one in you. Amen. And so a few days ago, uh, I was with uh, our, our staff, our KM team, and we read this psalm and then took a few minutes to respond by writing our own laments. And I just wanted to read a few of them. Maybe ask permission for some of us to begin to write some of our own. But I love the balance of recognizing that here's where I am, but God, I know who you are. And that is the difference. And that is what people of faith do as we lament. We recognize that things are hard. We bring them before God, but we also trust that God is good. We see all the laments through the lens of his goodness. And we recognize that he's present with us always. So God, will it be like this? I long for normalcy. When I could hug my friends, see my family, and go where I want to go. I feel trapped. I'm tired, but I can't sleep. I need rest, but there isn't any. I crave connection, and I hate it at the same time. Jesus, be here in this empty season. I need to see you. And another one. How long do we have to hide? How long does COVID get to take lives? How long until we get back, until we can be on track? How long until I see that you are still with me? And so, brothers that, and sisters, that is the empathetic heart of God, that he enters into these spaces, that he's with us as we mourn. He's with us as we lament, and he draws near to us in these places. It almost reminds me of the journey from Lent into Easter. We go from the celebration of the Passover meal to the crucifixion scene to Holy Saturday, the darkest day, to the joy of the resurrection. And so we come to the prophetic part this morning, and I'm going to do something a little bit different. We're going to move this camera. And I'm going to have my family help me out here. Um, but we come and we gather around the elements of communion. And so, as we do this, we're reminded that Christ has died, Christ has risen, and Christ will come again. And so I want to ask Kylie to light the candle for this beautiful meal. And so in our lament and our sorrow, Jesus comes and he invites us to the table of great joy. Some of us come weeping, but he meets us and he calls us by name to this table. And so this morning as we come, we come and we think about Jesus' body broken, 
and his blood shed. We take these elements and we remember that Christ has died, Christ is risen, and Christ will come again. We come to this table remembering how deeply loved we are. We come to this table remembering that none of us are ever forgotten. We come to this table in anticipation of the great feast that is to come. And so, brothers and sisters, I invite you with your elements to take the bread and to break it. And to pour the wine and to give thanks. This is the blood of the new covenant. This is the body that has been broken for us. Our sins have been wiped away. We no longer have to face death alone. And we are waiting in anticipation of the coming of Christ again. So take this in remembrance backwards of what Christ has done and remembrance forward to what he will do. Amen. Thank you for listening to the podcast of the Renew Community. This in no way should replace the formation within a community of Jesus followers. If you are looking for a church, would like more information about Renew, or would like to give financially to this ministry, check out our website at renewcommunity.org.